Do you ever have students in your classroom that will never participate in anything without complaining? How many second chances do we give them? Do we ever give up on them? All right, admittedly, I'm not real comfortable about the subject matter today, but you will occasionally come across a student that I would put in the category of caustic because now now the real the real definition of caustic if you just look in the dictionary, the main definition has to do with burning or corroding by chemical action, but Using it the way we use it sometimes, it means sarcastic in a scathing and bitter way. For instance, I can relate to this. The players were making caustic comments about the refereeing. So that's just sarcasm, biting type comments. I also, if I look at the synonyms for the words, the, the, one, the synonym that I think fits best for what we're talking about is bitter or scathing perhaps, but you will occasionally run across a student that it doesn't matter what you try with them. You know, even if you still substitute one day at a time, you're still going to run all run through students that you have over and over because you go back to the same grade, you go back to the same teacher, whatever the matter may be. So since I've been doing this for roughly three years now in a day-by-day way, in a way that maybe lasted a few weeks, and as you know, in what is coming up on my last week of a one-year contract as a full-time substitute teacher, that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm kind of compiling things that I've learned over the last three years that what to do when you come across one of these types of students that it doesn't matter how much fun and activity is for everyone else in the class. This student just complains and basically takes all the fun out of it for everyone. Now, let me back up a little bit and remind you of some of the things that I've said in past podcasts about giving up on a student. One of the first weeks I ever substitute taught I came across a student that had been labeled to me as a troublemaker. So I tried to go out of my way to help the student, and it worked. But then I noticed at the end of the day when this student, he was kind of talking loud. We were at the doorway waiting on buses, and they were standing there. And he was talking loud, but he wasn't talking any more loudly than other students in the hallway. But yet, when a teacher came by, I noticed that that teacher singled out this one child, even though it wasn't really different than what the other children will do. And I think that's because that student for that teacher felt in, fell into this caustic category where they had just been grinding on the teacher over and over, and now every time the student does anything— That's the first student that the teacher yells at. So I I like giving kids the benefit of the doubt. I always do. There are times when you'll be overrun 
with things that go into your mind because of a way that a student behaves in class. Now, here's the kind of student I'm describing. Often, in fact, I'd say even most often, they're good kids. Maybe even with great grades. But yet, when they don't get what they want, they let everybody know about it. And it occurs at every grade level, elementary school, middle school, high school, all three. They just put that environment in the class. A lot of it rubs some of the other students the wrong way to the point of I've seen it happen that those other students actually end up requesting being transferred out of the class just because they can't concentrate or they can't overcome it or they get tired of the sarcastic remarks that are yelled across the classroom, even though they're jokingly made, not truthful, it still just grinds on them so much that it it turns them off in the classroom. Now, there's things we can do. Do we want to give these students second chances? Of course we do. Do we want to continue to give them second chances over and over? Of course we do. That's how I feel about it. In fact, the ones that I've had to deal with, I, you know, when I fuss at them most to the point of just shutting down everything we're trying to do in class and just make everybody be quiet, uh, you know, I, even from when I was in school myself, I never liked the fact that teachers punished a whole class for the action of one or two. Sometimes I do it because I think it provides some self-discipline. It allows the students, the pressure of the students and what this one student is causing happen to the rest of the class. It kind of is a self-discipline type tool. I've even on occasion when the student knew I was frustrated with the way they were acting, I'd just walk out the classroom door for a few minutes And I could hear conversation in the classroom where the students were trying to convince the troublemaker, so to speak, to straighten up, to understand what's going on, to be respectful of their other students. And I'll be honest, I think sometimes when that comes from other students rather than from the teacher, it may mean even more. Now, let me see if you've run across this. And it seems to especially happen on what I call the fun days where maybe you're still teaching, but maybe, uh, say, with math, you're doing a kahoot. You might be pulling up some Jeopardy. You might be pulling up a project on paper that is, while you're doing math, it's actually to solve a problem. Maybe you have an escape room. And this is the kind of student that would just complain about it all the time takes all the fun out of it for the other students. Uh, You try to convince them otherwise. They don't get it to do it their way, so they're upset. That's also the kind of student that even when you reward students, say with candy or, I don't know, dress-down days, whatever the case may be, the student never really says thank you. In fact, the student always complains about why don't they get more. In fact, if you're not careful and you don't hide your stash of goodies, 
That's the student you will find out just going in and helping themselves. Now, are they good kids? Yes, they are. In fact, some of these same students that I'm talking about when I'm with them one-on-one have some very meaningful discussions with them about what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their extracurricular activities with the school, what they wish they had done better at on their grades, what they need help in. But yet when you get them in that environment, maybe it's a little of a show-offy thing. They think it makes them appear tougher when they act that way. But nevertheless, they fall into that category that they're really difficult to deal with. Now, discipline-wise, here's what I have found works decent, doesn't work every time, but works decently. If you're trying an activity that isn't going well, instead of just centering on that one student, say, you know, guys, this just isn't working. We're going to try something more structured, more traditional. And even though you haven't punished that student per se, the rest of the students really know what's going on. And maybe they'll provide some pressure to help that student realize, listen, we want to do this. We're not really crazy about how you're acting. Maybe that'll work. That's one of the things you can do. Now, I've run across a class in past years that it's almost the whole class falls into this caustic category. And I'll use the book definition, sarcasm. It, was a, it would be a class that would get loud, that would yell sarcastic remarks, sometimes hurtful, back and forth to each other. They didn't really mean it. But p- certain personalities of children, that just wears on them, and they can't get used to that, and it really offends them and bothers them. I, I even mentioned to the kids sometimes, sometimes the emotional effect of things like that is worse than if somebody had just punched you in the shoulder. You can recover from the punch, but sometimes they say something that just comes across as so hurtful that it just bothers the student a lot. Maybe this student would yell at others. Maybe they would make sarcastic remarks like, you're stupid. Maybe they'll make uh, remarks about how I'm smarter than you. You don't know how to do this. I don't want you on my team. Just really hurtful things that bothers other students. Those are the types of things that I have occasionally had to deal with. Now, when it's a whole bunch of them in one class, let me throw this theory at you. It seems to me that at a lot of schools I've been to, they tend to put these types of students together Now, I understand maybe that's the best thing to do. Maybe it's not. I think on one hand, well, at least if they're all like that, they're all disrupting each other together. At the same time, I'm thinking, all right, if we spread them out a few in each class, well, maybe the good behavior of the other students will help this student. I personally lean towards the second. I don't know about you, but more times than not, I see schools where it seems like the more caustic students are in the same classroom. And a lot of times they'll share insults. A lot of times students that claim to be best friends, they go at each other all the time. Now, I know a lot of it's like the brotherly, sisterly thing. 
you will treat your brother or sister rudely sometimes just because they're your brother or sister, but yet at the same time, if anybody else picks on them, you're the first to come to the rescue. That's what we're talking about. So a lot of times we have whole classrooms of students like this. It makes it very difficult to deal with. They're all yelling at the same time. I've had classes that I finally just to have had to completely have them shut up for a while, and if anybody talked, I added five more minutes to the amount of time they had to be quiet. That tends to work fairly well because then they will be quiet too. Maybe you take away their outside privileges. Maybe you do something along that line. But again, those are the types of students we're talking about. Now, discipline-wise, there will come a time when you'll have to discipline. I've been pushed to the limit with some of these students. You know, it's kind of funny is the wrong word, but it's kind of comical, I guess, because the same students that I finally got fed up with, especially if they either did something on purpose right after I told them not to or refused to do something that I insisted they do, I would march them down to the office and the principal would handle them. But you know what's funny? Those same students, maybe even the next day, would walk up to me just like nothing happened, and that's the way I would prefer it, and we'll have our normal conversation. They'll still tell me how they enjoy having me as a teacher. Now, I have two choices in that kind of environment, and unfortunately, I've seen some teachers make what I think is the wrong choice. When you have a student that pushes you to the limit that way, a lot of teachers I see, they don't really get over it. They will always treat that child in the same way. Whereas I think even after you discipline a child, if you still let them know that you want to be somebody that they can come up to and talk to all the time, that I think that goes a long way. I've even had a student punch somebody else in the shoulder. So I had to march them to the office they were disciplined, they were moved out of the class, but yet when they still see me in the hallway, they talk to me like they still enjoy my class more than any they've ever had, and they understand. Most of the time, when, in fact, when I've marched students down the hall for getting physical, given the situation, of course, if they're still keyed up, you have to be careful what you say, but given the situation, if I'll try to calm them down even before we get to the office and and say things like, you know, why didn't you talk to me first before you let it get physical? Because the instant you let it be physical, then that's the time when I have to walk you to the office. So they tend to understand that. They know that Mr. Collins is somebody they can always talk to. You know, you try to be a little bit sympathetic as to home life. I've had this conversation with teachers over and over where a lot of times you just never know what kind of environment the child has to live in. You want to be sympathetic to that. I hear often that sometimes I might be a figure that they're not otherwise getting in their household. That's not true of everyone, of course. I'm sure that's the minority, but you still want to be there for them. In a way, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be understanding 
But you can't let them run the whole classroom. So those are the kind of students we're talking about. So discipline, it might get to the point where you have to make an office visit every now and then. It might get to the point where instead of doing a fun activity in classroom, you make that student do a regular hard, not hard work, but work on a traditional piece of paper that they tend not to enjoy anymore like we did back in the old days. They'd rather do do it through electronic methods and that type of thing. There's ways to do it. But what I want to talk about a little bit now is do you ever give up on that student? I want to say no. I do. I will tell you this. I have told students that I think I've given you every possible chance to change. And while I don't want to give up on you, it's time for you to realize that there's nothing else I can do about your attitude. And if you're not going to improve, I'm going to stop trying. I will just come in and make the class as traditional as possible, maybe move students apart so they can't talk to their best friends until they get their work done, maybe something along that those lines. I personally like to listen to music when I do my work. I let kids do that in the classroom often as well, but that's a good deterrent. If they know everybody else is allowed to listen to music while they're working with their earbuds in the classroom, but they can't because of their behavior, that tends to be a good motivator to do better as well. So those are some of the things that you can do with the student too. Now, occasionally when you, when you get the class type that has a lot of these individuals, I know I've heard teachers describe a class as the students hate each other. They just come across so hateful. And sometimes it's not real. Sometimes it's just their attitudes and their personalities, but it's hard to differentiate. I know I've heard a principal say, tell the students, listen, if we see you punch somebody, we don't know your best friends. We have to treat every punch the same way. Well, words, words that are hurtful should be treated similarly. It's hard for us to differentiate when you're joking around and when you're not joking around. So if we think you're being hurtful to an individual, We'll have to act on it. We'll have to discipline. Now, I have a sarcastic sense of humor myself. I like to joke around the classroom. But even in my situation, I try to realize that some students don't take it as well as others. And you have to gauge, gauge that. I will tell you this. I think I have some students that if I don't joke around with them sarcastically, they think something's wrong. They think they've hurt Mr. College's feelings in some way and that I'm not joking around with them anymore. Uh, so I make sure I joke with those kind of students all the time. Others, now this is rare now because most of those students know me and know my personality, but occasionally I'll, I'll come across a student that I can tell that they are just, they don't like to be joked with because it makes them embarrassed a little bit. You have to be conscious of that. Same with the students. 
you can't let them just say hurtful things all day long to everybody. If we know they have a brotherly relationship, a sisterly relationship with somebody, is it okay to say, let it go? And, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's okay to let a few comments fly and let them get away with that because we know there's a friendship. But I worry sometimes if we let them get away with it too much, it becomes part of their personality, and they're saying that to everybody. So when we have students like this, we have to do our best to be firm with them, but yet let them know at the same time that we're there to the, for them to help them as much as we can. So we are occasionally going to have these students in our classroom. I'm not even going to use that word that's in the title anymore because even that word's kind of hurtful sometimes. It's a strong word to use, but it is the word used for sarcasm made in a derogatory way. So there's going to be students out there that give us trouble like that sometimes. So be aware of those kind of students. Make sure that you know that they need your help just like everyone else. Please, please, I I can't stress this enough. Don't give up on a student ever. Make sure that that door is open Sometimes I feel like I'm ready to give up on a student, but I've never used that word with them. I've never said, I'm giving up on you. That is hurtful. I may say instead, listen, I've given you lots of chances. I'm just not going to pay attention to you anymore. I'm not going to reward you for anything. I'm not going to do anything out of the ordinary for you. I'm just going to give you your work and go on. It's now going to be your decision whether or not you change for the better and become the better student. I don't want you to disrupt my classroom. I don't want you to be mean to other individuals. Sometimes what will happen, too, is the student that's saying mean things the other student may react physically. And, of course, which student do we punish? We're probably going to punish the one that made some kind of physical punch or something like that. Now, is that fair? Well, yeah, within the rules of the school, it's fair, but maybe we need to do a better job of trying to cut it off of the pass and make sure that that student does not ruin it for the whole class, does not say hurtful things for the whole class, does not complain about every little thing you do. Now, I will jokingly tell you this. I did have one student who I actually knew outside of the school system. And I was joking around with them one time about, you know, why are you being so negative in class? And I told them, I tell you what, if you can be positive, not say anything negative for a week, I'm going to bring in treats for the whole class. And, you know, that really motivated them. Now, you might say that was a bribe. Okay. But if it fixed the situation, it worked out well. So that student did go out of their way to be positive. Now, did they go immediately back to negative after it was over? I won't say that their negativity went completely away, but it did improve. And 
I was glad that I had a student that I could kind of test that method with and we can move on from there. So in that way, that's one thing that I try to do on occasion too is reward the student for improving behavior rather than discipline them for terrible behavior. Maybe if you just give them the opportunity to earn the right of gaining your respect back and being better in class, that might be all it takes. So you are going to run across students that give you a hard time, that give the other members of the class a hard time. You will have to deal with that. You may have to discipline in that situation. But bottom line is here, I hope that you find a way that if you have to discipline, you still make sure that student knows that you can. they can still come up with you with any problem they have. And don't single out that student in the future just because they gave you trouble in the past. Always make sure and give them the opportunity to improve themselves. Who knows, you may be the one that touches that child's life and helps them to turn around and improve their situation. So let's put behind us topics about for a while anyway, topics about students that cause trouble in class and hope that we can improve the situation for the student, the other students, and the classroom environment, and for your own mental sanity. We are heading into our last week of school where I am this year, so it's been a fast one. I'm going to miss those guys. My uh, students are already joking with me that they definitely want to be there on the last day of class because they know that I said that I'm probably going to cry because I'm going to miss them so much, and they want to see it. So we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know less, next week how that goes. Today is actually May 14th, 2021. That's where we're headed, and we hope that everybody has had a good, good school year. Until the next time, we'll see you on Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Provided by Ben Sound.